everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Pot on Your Loons. I'm Justin. I'm Sam, Pot on Your Loons, back after a week-long vacation. Thanks for taking over from me while I was gone, guys. Pot on Your Loons. No worries, Sam. This is James. We uh, we missed you, and we didn't miss you. So, you know, it's good to have you back, though. <laughs> I mean, we did. We won games while you were gone, Sam. Yeah, so. true. You should go on holiday more <laughs> often, I think. It's true. And you guys did a good episode while I was gone. And I love the part where Justin was like, Sam likes to trash on Tottenham. But and then you guys go off for like 15 minutes on how much Tottenham sucks. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, there's even maybe. been an there's the been shoe a further update. There's been a further update on that as right, well. An, which is just... Right. And another coach doesn't want to coach for Tottenham. Yep. No, no. Uh, Espirito Santos. Also doesn't want to coach Tottenham, so it's just it's piling it on. Jurgen Jurgen Klinsmann, I'm calling it. He seems to be the only one that actually wants the job. So <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's that guy that's there, and Tottenham keep looking at him like, no, anyone else? Got to be anyone else, and no one else they're, wants it. And they're like, Ugh. they're they're about to give Jurgen Klinsmann a 3 a.m. you up text. <laughs> I think that's I think that's where we're headed. Like WYD, like what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, not a Tottenham Dumpster Fire podcast, uh, not a Euro podcast. We'll get an update on the Euros because our Euro pool is really fun, really enjoying the Euro pool. But we are here to talk about there were two Minnesota United wins since the last time we recorded. But before we get started, both those wins overshadowed by the allegation of Franco Fragapane making a racist Spanish language slur towards Diego Chara of the Portland Timbers. Diego Chara, a 10-year veteran of the MLS, highly adored and respected by fans across the league. By all accounts, Chara is a man of high character, and there's no reason to believe Chara would over-exaggerate or lie about what occurred. The MLS and Minnesota United have both made statements stating an investigation will take place. And at this point, and I'm really speaking for myself here, I have no idea what was said by Fragapane. It is 7 o'clock p.m. on Monday night. I looked as recently as 6.45. I have not seen any announcement about what was said by Fragapane. So I, I really, I'm not going to make a judgment before the investigation concludes. If it is found that Fragapane made a racist slur towards Chara, I fully support suspending or fining Fragapane and providing him with education and the opportunity for redemption. But if this incident is just characteristic of who Fragapane is, I support the club moving on from Fragapane. Right now, things don't look good for him, but without any details... I am personally not ready to draw conclusions, but as I said, it, it doesn't look good and I hope for the best and feel awful that our team made the news in a bad way right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything to add to that. I think, uh, yeah, what you said is uh, pretty accurate. I mean, there's, yeah, no one's got any details about what was said. Minnesota United, you know, talked to him. Well, I mean, they didn't even name him by name, actually. They just said to the player. Right. But I think everyone assumes it's Franco Fragapane by now. But, uh, yeah. I mean, he said that 
the unidentified player involved denied making any derogatory remarks. So I guess we'll see what uh, the investigation comes up with. Right. I don't think there's much more to say. And really, a lot of people are saying a lot, but everything that's being said, right, people have been talking for for hours and hours and hours about this, but I don't think much more has been said than what we just summarized in about two minutes. And so hopefully we find out some more information soon and this can all be resolved. Other news, more, well, uplifting and not so uplifting news. So both Finland and Slovakia did not make it out of the group stage in the Euros, but that does mean that we're getting some players back. So Robin Lud should be on his way back soon. I've heard he may be held up a little bit because of his green card, but Yuka, I think Yuka might already be back. Jan may already be back. It'll be good to have those players back in the lineup, especially since Michael Boxall will be on his way out to go represent New Zealand for their national team pretty soon. So having Yuka back in the lineup, Yuka back ready to be selected may really come in handy. So can, New can Zealand we, picked uh box all to be one of their old guys. Is that for the Olympics? Yeah. yeah. Nice. 32. Yeah. Not even on my radar that we might lose Michael <laughs> box for the Olympics. Was that but, on anyone's radar? <laughs> that was a, uh, that was a total surprise. No, like think about how many times we were like grasping for straws, trying to put together a full podcast script in the off season because there just wasn't any news. And we never speculated on Michael Boxall possibly leaving for the Olympics. Yeah, that's that's a wild one. Do we think that uh, Yuka will um, now start considering how well he did for Finland? Do you think he'll be on the right as well? Like center or the right? They had him playing at right back the whole tournament. Uh, yeah, right, right wing right back, wing right? Back. Yeah, and he was amazing. Like he was playing yeah, behind Lodge. I, I basically. guess we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I I know Debasi typically plays more towards the left, so putting Yuka center right, um, possibly switching him in Metinere. I don't know if you'd possibly want to do that. I've heard that brought up a couple of times, but I would assume trying him more in the center and letting Metinere keep doing what he's doing, but. Yeah, or, I mean, Brent, Brent Coleman, right? <laughs> Don't forget Brent <laughs> Coleman's there. Yeah, but Brent Coleman's not starting. Yeah, but I mean, if 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 Boxall's going to be out, right? Like, my, Brent Coleman might be in the conversation to replace him. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brent Coleman might be in the conversation to replace him, but I'm just assuming Yuka over Brent Coleman, just based on just based on form and based on what Yuka did for Minnesota United prior to leaving for the Euros, but. To be honest, he was one of the better players that Finland had. It's true, and they were they were all, they were quite close to getting out of the groups. I think it was only like the minus one goal differential that meant they didn't qualify. Because I think Ukraine had a minus one goal differential, and Finland had a minus two, which meant that uh, the Ukraine got through. Yeah, so unlucky. Yeah, it was too bad. It was fun cheering, for, especially for Finland, because, yeah, Jan Gregish was on Slovakia, but he didn't really get to play that much. But cheering for Finland, no. I was really hoping they were going to be this year's Iceland and just kind of be the darlings of the tournament. But didn't didn't quite work out that way, but it was still fun seeing them get one win. Of, of course, it was the win yeah. against the actual darlings of the tournament, uh, which have turned out to be Denmark. But still, 
proud proud we had some Minnesota United players in the Euros. I mean, I, are you ignoring the Czech with... Republic? Like the Czech Republic? Come on, that's who, clearly who's going to go further. Who's going to go further, James? Who's going to go further? Well, I mean, they're playing each other, so <laughs> it could be either one of them. <laughs> one of them has to win. Yeah, one one of them. Okay, whoever wins that is basically the darling at that point. Vying to be darling of the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The third quarterfinal. <laughs> now, this just kind of just crossed my mind. We're not about to lose Ramon Metnair to the African Cup of Nations, are we? Uh, isn't Metnair... Madagascar. Madagascar. Madagascar already? No, he's in France. Quick. He's in France with green card issues. Was it France? Hmm. That yeah. was green card? Uh, I mean, that, that's what the tweet you guys sent me was, was saying. Oh, I don't actually yeah. read those before I send them. I'm just like, this looks... <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> this looks like it might be relevant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it uh. to you guys. Justin's our, on our, summer break. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he's he's headed to France at the moment. Justin's um, on summer break. James still works from home. You guys can read the tweets. <laughs> Andy Greeter said something. One of you guys yeah. can read this for me, please. You know what? The funny thing is, is that I already read these tweets and like them, and then like two hours later, Sam's like, "Guys, look, Andy Greeter tweeted." <laughs> I'm. But, uh, yeah, he's he's heading to France. They're uh, seeking a green card. Okay. Well, that's a very good point. African Cup of Nations. Here, you look that up. I'm going to talk about Oziel Jackson. He is getting game-by-game loan time in Madison, so he's not on a full loan. That was courtesy of our friend Minnesota's 11 on Twitter, so thanks, buddy. We also got Caden Clark, Minnesotan, formerly, not formerly a loon quite, but we did have his rights. (laughs) And that was giant busy that was last year. <laughs> he was born here, moved away. And that meant that Red Bull New York had to pay us money to get Caden Car- Clark's rights. But he is now signing with Red Bull Leipzig. He's going to spend the rest of the year in New York. But he is a Bundesliga player now. So good job, Caden Clark. And then our old friend, Christian Ramirez, he was just transferred from Houston Dynamo to Aberdeen in the Scottish Premier League. Aberdeen. I don't really know much about Aberdeen other than it's a little bit more north in Scotland from like Edinburgh and Scot- Edinburgh and Glasgow. And I had a FIFA save with them once. And yeah, they they won some they won some stuff in the 80s, right? Uh yeah. Last title was 84-85. And they came fourth last year. Who was their coach? They had a big coach then. Alex Ferguson? Yes, yes, that one. Yes, a very big the, coach. The big coach? Yes. I don't know if you've yes. heard of Alex Ferguson, but... Have you heard of uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, by the way, if we're going to get official? And then finally, one last bit of news. Minneapolis City defeats Lacrosse 3-0. to zero. They have now won their first nine games of the season and have a plus 29 goal differential. So way to go, Minneapolis City, on your FIFA campaign. <laughs> hey, I, I, I just want to take a step back and, and I want to talk about Caden Clark for a second. Okay. Uh, I found I found it very delightful, and, and I say this in the most sarcastic way, that the same people that were complaining that we got any money whatsoever from uh, New York Red Bulls were now complaining that, wow, this guy goes to the Bundesliga and like all you got was seventy five thousand dollars in in game or tam for him. It's like you can't you can't have it both ways, guys. You can't like be <laughs> like we 
you did nothing to do with him. You you should just give him away for free to being like, wow, great, great business deal. And <sighs> and really when you read about it, it's like we we wanted to sign him. We offered to sign him, but A, we don't have a B team. So like there's no one that he can like get better from. And secondly, we have no pathway into Europe. So like how how are we going to get him to Europe when he obviously goes to Europe because he's great? Like we, we, we should have found a way, James. Yeah, we had neither of those two <laughs> options. So of course he signed with the Red Bulls. <laughs> like of course he signed with New York Red Bulls because they had A, a B team, and B, a better way to get him into Europe. Because there's enough Red Bull teams scattered around Europe. There's one in Austria, there's one in Germany, <laughs> like they're everywhere. So we should just be thankful we got 75k and move on with our lives. And wish him well. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fun kid to cheer for. There goes my MLS fantasy team. Oh, we're still doing that, aren't we? Okay. Yep. Uh, okay, <laughs> I wait. think it's um, one of those things where he's going to play for another year, James, though. Yeah. So yeah I think you're okay. He's going to finish the, he's going to finish the season. But, uh, no, the, uh, the African Cup of Nations is held between January and February, and they just finished uh, the qualifications like two weeks ago. So, And Madagascar okay. didn't I make it. I must have been thinking about the green card. I must have been thinking about yeah. Ramon Metinier going to France for his green card. Uh, so we're not going to lose Metinier either next year because they didn't make it. <laughs> Madagascar. So. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so I mean, sucks, him for, sucks for Ramon. Like, I want to cheer for Ramon, but... I don't even think we get that channel here, so it's not like we could. <laughs> it's not like we could do a African Cup of Nations pick them and just watch every game while we're supposed to be working. Anyway, guys, two wins since the last time we did a show, and we rolled out the same lineup for both of them. So this was our lineup, both versus Austin and at Portland. We had Tyler Miller in the goal, Chase Gasper, Baki Debasi, Michael Boxall, and Ramon Metinier at the back line. Midfield of Dotson and Trap. Our attacking midfield was Fragapane, Reynoso, and Nico Hansen. And up top was Adrian Hunu. Rolled out the same lineup both games. But Justin, first I want to hear, what was it like, man? You were back at Allianz Field for the 2-0 win against Austin. What was that like? And how sore was your voice after screaming Wonderwall? Oh, man, it was great. Actually, not that bad, James. It was so, it was super cool though to be back. My wife and I had plans on on that Wednesday that fell through, and I was just like, you know what? I think I want to go to this game. Got some some solidly priced tickets on SeatGeek, and I, I realized after I bought the tickets, it was the first it was the first game that was at full capacity. So I don't know what the exact number was, but but over nineteen thousand people were there. Every seat was filled. It was just it was just great to be back at a, at a at a sporting event with a full crowd, people singing songs the whole time, and we just got out the gate super like super fast. We were controlling it basically from from whistle to whistle, just looking like a great team, like a well oiled machine. So great great atmosphere. Happy to be back in the building, um, but also just a great product that was on the field to watch, and so that was super fun. Uh, I also there's there's like my favorite. My favorite food to get at a, at a stadium is the Brasa burrito. And they brought those back for that game. So I had a, a lovely, tasty burrito while I 
while I sang songs and, and cheered on the cheered on the loons. My wife did have one complaint though Ooh. that they that she was not happy after the first goal when they did like the smoke bomb. She's like, I can't see anything. Like she's <laughs> like like the celebratory, like the 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 fan section or whatever, like has this black smoke that like would be very. I, I could imagine as a player, like what would that be like running through, you know, like if they got on our end again, you know, because it was when we were we had Tyler Miller in front of us. I'm like, what the hell is that going to be like? What's that like for Tyler Miller to be trying to be the goalkeeper just in a in a fog? But no, it was fantastic, beautiful night. And I'm looking forward to going to a game soon again. Now, did anyone recognize you and offer to buy you a beer or ask for your autograph? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. No. Yeah. No one recognized me, Sam. I'm sorry. But it, but uh, not on my, Twitter. That's that? true. That's true. He's you're not, not, on, you're Twitter. not on Twitter. So people yeah, are not on Twitter. Uh, but I, I did enjoy wearing my my Hassani Dotson jersey because it was super nice. Super breathable. Nice. So, so shout out to, to Adidas, as our friend James says, for making a very comfy summer, summer wearable jersey. How, how were the nipples in that jersey? They're good, man. They're good. Yeah. It's a, it's a very thin jersey if you haven't checked it out yet. Might have to pick one of those up, but it's very thin. Just I make sure listening. you don't wait too long, Sam, before they, like, when they go on it sale. Would go you again. Gotta, <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> I think I have two. I still have almost two years before I need to get one. So I'll find a way. I'll find a way. I was listening to the game on the radio and it was pretty entertaining. The so I already forget the names of the guys on Score North. I know that they have a podcast that is they tried to bring that out before COVID had like one or two episodes before COVID and now they've brought it back this year. So I've listened to their podcast a few times. It's a pretty good one, but I was listening to their play by play commentary and it, it was pretty fun. They shoot. It's Jonathan Harrison. I know is one of the guys, but the, the guy that was actually doing the play by play, he was just ripping into some of the Austin guys for spending too much time on the grass. It was hilarious. He was a pretty funny guy. So if you're ever in a situation like I was where I was driving and was not able to watch the game, I would recommend giving those guys a listen on the radio rather than watching the game on replay. I had a very good experience and it made the car ride just fly by. So good times. Shout out to Score North. I know you're listening. But anyway, two good goals. We had a Fragapane goal. Looked great. Looked fantastic the way he struck that one. And then he was oh, involved was so in a good. second goal as well uh, off a corner kick that Hanu was able to head in. So Fregapani involved in both goals. I imagine the crowd just went nuts. I could hear that on the radio. Really exciting, both in the first half. Second half, not quite as exciting, but man, you're up 2-0. Like, what more can you ask for? I, I don't know. Do we have anything else we want to add on that game before we get to the Portland game? The way that like Fragapane just managed to turn his hips like so on that first goal, and then just yeah, oh. just bang it right in the net was whoop, it was so good. That was dirty. Uh, it was it was so just uh, it was just fun to watch. You know, like the buildup. You know, I think that we got some nice players up up top. Obviously, that's where the money has gone. You know, this off season. And we were told to be patient because we had some some pieces that were in place, right? That, that we didn't have to start the season that looked really good. So 
it was just nice to see some success from the squad. So then Saturday night in Portland, so crazy heat wave in the Pacific Northwest. I was talking to our buddy Cameron from Seattle. And yes, I know that Seattle and Portland aren't the exact same, but he was telling me that because I texted him, I'm teasing him. I'm like, isn't the whole point of the Pacific Northwest that's not supposed to get this hot? But he was texting me that prior to this week, they had only had three days over 100 degrees since 1864. So that number is at least doubled by now with how hot it's been over there. So that was the reason why the game was starting at 1030 Central. And right, so 1030 Central, two-hour game, that means it's going to get done around 1230. I put out a Twitter poll asking, asking people to be honest and tell us, do you actually plan to stay up and watch that entire game? 56% of you actually said that you plan to stay up and watch the entire game. Another 31% of you said you'd try your best, which is what I voted. Though I, I did make it the entire game. I made it the entire game. Justin, I'm not sure. Did you? Oh, I fell asleep. I fell asleep at, at, after half. I think I watched. I, I curled up and I got like a blanket during halftime. And I was like, uh, that's that's. You know, I'm, yeah, that's admitting defeat. Blanket is always and, just straight <laughs> sleep mode. And then I and I woke up to seeing one nothing final. So I was like, oh, I guess I just did, I didn't miss much. I guess uh, turns out I missed big thing, but that's okay. <laughs> well, and and throw that aside, right? Throw the giant incident aside. It was a very entertaining one zero draw, or not? Yeah. Not a one zero draw. draw. It was a very entertaining one zero game. It was very entertaining for going for having one goal scored in the second minute, and then no other goals scored for the rest of the game. We had we had a lot of great chances, and so did they. So you know? did so they. It's crazy that Jesus. they only ended up one nil. Yeah, terrifying. Now, James, before we get more into the game, how did you like your American soccer fan experience of waking up at five thirty in the morning to watch your favorite team? I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, isn't it? I loved it. Like the the alarm went off at five thirty. I got out of bed as quickly as possible so <laughs> so, my, so my girlfriend could continue sleeping. It was already sunny. The sunrise. I had the sunrise coming over, like that I could see through my window while I was watching the game. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. I tell you what, there are enough chances that I was definitely awake <laughs> by the time that it finished. And uh, yeah, I mean, I had a really great day. Saturday night was the two Euro games. I woke up early to watch the Loons. I then watched the A League final, Australian soccer final. Uh, and then there was two more Euro games in the evening. So I watched uh, six games of football wow. in just over 24 hours. So it was great. And your girlfriend's still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Thankfully. But uh, yeah, if honestly, if all Loon's games could be at like 5.30 a.m. my time, that would be peachy. Well, that that's what I always said about uh, the Premier League is it was great to be able to watch Premier League games early in the morning because my wife would be sleeping, especially like once I had a kid and would bring the kid with me to watch the Premier League. So not only am I watching Premier League, but I'm also getting credit for w being the one that wakes up early with the kid. But now, now the kid just wants to watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, so it doesn't work as well. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> that's not as fun. But yeah, man, second minute goal. So the quickest goal scored in Minnesota United history, Reynoso to Frega Pane to Hunu, 
So for Agapane now, I, I, I know that we're skeptical on what happened with him, but in three games, he has two goals and two assists. Hanu in four games has two goals. That's just that is exciting. But for Fregapane in three games to have two goals and to assess, that's huge. And then the rest of the game, guys, it was just a lot of people almost scoring. Portland looked incredibly dangerous, but fortunately only like two of their 22 shots were on target. And then that's like our stat lines early on in the season. Like, <laughs> Yeah, doing but like, our stat lines were like that. But so this is what it's like watching uh, watching a game with a WhatsApp group with James is you just hear all these curses. And of course, we're not on the same like James was probably 30 seconds ahead of me on his stream compared I, to mine. I was even ahead of Justin. And right, that's what I was. That was I'm crazy. getting all these curse like words. People. I'm getting all these curse words from James uh, through the WhatsApp group, and I keep thinking that they're going to score. And then I just keep seeing these near misses, uh, just near miss after near miss. I don't remember when Minnesota United was just peppering the goal. I don't remember thinking those were especially dangerous shots, but man. So so th- this was the worst part of this is that I was also watching on a stream, but my usual streaming service like wasn't available so I was, someone was uh, like basically broadcasting it out on YouTube that I was watching and it went down basically exactly as Minnesota had those two shots, those really two like amazing shots that were like save of the season material. So I didn't get to see either of those. I just had audio only <laughs> of Minnesota like almost scoring and then not. And I was, oh, it was very disappointing. Well, and yeah, that that's the other part of the story is, yes, Portland could have uh, used a little bit better finishing on their end, but the times that they were actually on target, Tyler Miller really stood out. He has been outstanding. I was listening to our friend Jeremy Rushing uh, in his 10K post loons today, and he was saying, and <laughs> I didn't double check this. I'm just going to trust that Jeremy's better at researching than I am. But he said that Tyler Miller has the best goal saving percentage in the MLS right now. So excellent, excellent to have Tyler Miller on the team. Obviously, Dane St. Clair's right there. Uh, we have two really good goalkeepers. It's amazing. Yeah, what are we going to do with Dane, guys? That's the question, isn't it? Surely he can't just sit on the bench the whole time, right? Right. Have to figure something out. Their, their goalkeeper, too, had at least yeah. two great saves. St- Steve Clark. Steve Clark was fantastic. Steve Clark's good. I mean, every every time we play Portland, he has some nice saves. Like, that's just like a given with him. So, yeah, good player. But, yeah, guys, six games unbeaten. So, after opening the season with four losses, we now have four wins and two draws. We're fifth in the Western Conference with 14 points in 10 games. Two straight clean sheets. How are we feeling right now? Feel pretty good. I'd feel a lot better if uh, the Eastern Conference would have done its job and and won a couple of games against some Western Conference teams. That would have been nice. Help us out there. But uh, that is the dream, right? Yeah. But uh, I think we're going really good. Yeah, you know, I think we're we're fifth now. So we're you know we're ahead of Houston. We're ahead of Portland. Even LAFC, who was it you said? Who was touting that LAFC were going to be good in top top four this year? I mean, they've got like 
probably, you know, two of the best players in the MLS up top, you know, like they've got good players. They just have not been playing well. Yeah, that's a fair point. But, yeah, uh, I will admit that I thought that LAFC was going to be a supporter shield contender, but I also know a lot of people said that, so I, I don't feel too bad about that. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say that they're probably in a similar boat to us, right? Like every year, they're they are uh, they're putting together a team with the idea that they're going to be competitive, and it, it seems like their uh, their skid has lasted just a little bit longer than ours. I know that we were talking in earlier episodes. There was a point where I think Sam, you said that the odds were not in our favor that we were going to be a playoff team. And look at us now. You know, I, mean, I don't know how many games it's been since we had that conversation, right? But you know, you we just had a rough first four games and have since you know been un unbeaten, right? Is that is that what it is? Or my am I, am I yeah, yeah. no, 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 yeah. We, I, I mean, we I had four wins, two draws. I think I pointed out that historically, when you start the season with four losses, you're probably not making the playoffs. But I think I also pointed out that historically, teams that start the season with four losses aren't as good as Minnesota United is. So I, oh for sure, I don't, I don't really think I ever counted us out. If we went back, I think we would find that I was probably pretty optimistic. Actually, Doomsday Jeremy just yelled at me a little bit. We were. We we met up with some friends and he was talking about Pot on You Loons afterwards and just about the the episode that we recorded together and everything. And he was like, Yeah, man, I'm I'm a legit fan of Pot on You Loons. He was like, if I give you one piece of advice, he's like, sometimes you're just a little bit too positive. Sometimes I just want you to lay into them <laughs> and and tell them what's on your mind. But I, I don't know. I <laughs> well, say, say, but you think I was just calling you out there? Jeez. Come on, dude. We're good, man. That was just the percentages, right? Like we've shown that you could turn around, that we can, that you can figure it out, that you can get back into a competitive team. Yeah. You know, most teams that start off with four losses at the beginning of the year are are, are pretty pretty poo poo, right? We were still we were still in waiting for these star players to play up top. So um, I think it's I mean, a different circumstance for sure. I think I think it's good we have star players because sure we've won. Or like we're unbeaten in six games, but the worrying fact is that only Vancouver, who are 13th in the Western Conference, and Austin, who are 12th in the Western Conference, have less goals than us. Like we only have 10 goals for the whole season in 10 games. And Vancouver also have 10 and Austin have six because Austin started amazingly and have then just done nothing. But if you look at Seattle and Sporting Kansas City, they've scored 20 and 22 goals respectively. So I think now that we have Hanu and Fragapane at the moment, I think it's good that we that we have these guys because we need to start scoring some goals. Because we were like eight games and seven goals, and now we've scored three in the last two games, which is, I think, that's a positive upward trend because, yeah, we need to score goals, guys. We're not scoring enough goals. <laughs> Well, and this this trend is nice, but we are still right now a team that needs to post a clean sheet in order to get the win. Yeah. That's not a ton of goals. We, we could score more. We could definitely score more. Yeah, in the last six games, we've had four clean sheets, and three of those games we won 1-0. Yeah. <laughs> and then Austin, we won 2-0, and the other two games were one-all draws. Yeah. So it's not, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not amazing. Just wait till we get load on the right again. 
You know, we've only scored two goals twice this season. Yeah, that's not that's, that's not great. That's that's not a good stat. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's fairly terrible. I think uh, I think that's the trend that we most need to improve on. I think that's kind of the area that we are definitely improving on, but it needs to be a lot better before we really consider uh, how well we're doing for the playoffs. At least the defense has been improved vastly from the first four games. So, man, it's just crazy. I'm just being reminded of like the 2018 season where if we won, it was right. Our strategy to winning just basically was like, we need to score. We're going <laughs> to allow four. So we need to score five, <laughs> which led to some fun games, right? Like those games were fun. And I've still seen, I've still seen uh, more wins in person uh, in 2018 than I have since. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna, uh, especially if I look at like the upcoming schedule, I uh, I definitely think we're gonna need to find some way to score goals. <laughs> Otherwise, we're in trouble. All right, so let's provide everyone with just a little bit of an update on our Euro Pick'em pool. Remember, it was Doomsday Jeremy. It was James, myself, and Justin. We all went through. We picked the teams. We each picked six teams because there were 24 to choose from. So every team got picked once. We're Right now, we're heading into the quarterfinals. There's still one more day of the round of 16, but most of our teams are headed into the quarterfinals. Here is what is left. So Doomsday Jeremy still has Belgium. He also still has Ukraine, which plays Sweden tomorrow to see if they make the quarterfinals. James, he has England, who plays Germany tomorrow, so England's not quite through. But then he has Switzerland and the Czech Republic. That's big. Yeah, Doing work. that yeah, I mean that that's pretty good. Czech Republic. I know he's going to brag about this in a little bit, but that was his last pick. So I, I'm, I'm starting to not do as great because I just lost France, but I still have Germany, who is about to play England tomorrow. So we'll see if they go through or not. But then I have Denmark, and then Justin has Italy. Spain, and then he has Sweden, who is not quite through. They have to play Ukraine tomorrow. So, man, guys, I know you've been, again, it's it's tough for me right now because Justin is on summer break. James is typically done working and just kind of relaxing while I'm at work. So I, I'll, like, check my phone every <laughs> every hour or so and have, like, 50 text messages about the Euros. So how how's it been today, guys? Well, today what was... What a day, James. Oh, man. Today was one of the most insane days of football I've seen in a long time. So there were only two games today, of which there were 14 goals scored, which is just nuts, including one of the worst own goals you're ever going to see. <laughs> Can and, I just say, too, James, that both your teams were had three... Was it 3-1 deficits that they overcame? Yep, with 10 minutes to go, both of my teams were 3-1 down. <laughs> and both of my teams managed to draw it up 3 all. Unfortunately, Croatia uh, took a hit and lost 5-3. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, Spain's on fire right now. Two games in a row. The first time ever for a team to have two straight five goal games, by the way, for Spain, after they couldn't do anything in the first two games. So the fun fact was that Denmark were the first team to ever score four goals two games in a row. And then Spain went and just outdid them like two days later by having five goals in the game. Also, let let it be said that the first time Spain scored five, it was against Slovakia. So it's a bit <laughs> it hurts. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been really interesting. I think uh, there's definitely one side of the draw which is a lot harder than the other side of the draw, and that's the side that has Italy, Belgium, Portugal, Croatia, Spain, and France, which was definitely tougher than the Netherlands, England, Germany. But the Netherlands lost to the Czech Republic. Yeah, I want to hear about what it. I want to hear what (laughs) life is like right now in the Netherlands because it's so depressing. You know, I'm assuming they've done all the signs. (laughs) (laughs) Is it like there's no there's no Euros going on anymore, James? (laughs) Basically, um, so we watched it and it was super depressing. Uh, Like I'm I'm watching this being like. I live here and I really want the Netherlands to win. So I don't live in a state of like depression everywhere, but also I know I drew the Czech Republic. So I'm really hoping <laughs> that the Czech Republic don't just choke. Uh, and yeah, two nil Netherlands had a red card. It was, uh, it was pretty ugly to be honest. It was not a good game. And you were watching it with Carmen's family, right? Yeah. And they all left. Uh, they all like went outside with like 10 minutes to go. Oh no. <laughs> it, was, it was just, <laughs> it was just over at that point. But um, yeah, basically, so they lost. And then uh, the picture I sent to you guys were people just photoshopping the king and queen being all sad. And uh, there were TikToks and videos that came out of um, like workers in our supermarkets, like pulling down all the orange banners and all the orange displays and just pulling everything off the shelves so that when people went the next morning, there was like nothing, nothing. All the TV ads have disappeared. Like everything is just, it's like the euros don't exist anymore apart from the the tell, like them showing it on TV in the TV programs. But that's, so that, that reminds me of my least favorite sporting moment of my life, and that was when the Packers lost the NFC Championship to the Seattle Seahawks. This was like five or six years ago at this point. I forget exactly what year, but the yeah. Packers were up by so much with so little to go in the game that like sporting goods stores actually started bringing out NFC Champions merchandise onto the floor. Uh, just to get a little jump start for if people were rushing out to get their NFC championship gear. And then they, they, and then they had to quickly rush it back into the back room. That was depressing. That was so, I still don't like talking about that, but. Sam, Sam, my, my memory that's like that also involves the Seattle Seahawks. So a friend of mine had a pot. It was a, it was like a potluck, bring your own crock pot to this house to watch the Vikings play the Seattle Seahawks in, I can't remember which, like, I don't know what round of the playoffs it was. Was this the Blair uh, Welsh we were, one? It was. And yeah. we're having a great time. We're just enjoying ourselves. I brought, uh, I brought these delicious meatballs in marinara with meatball, like with, with subs. It was like basically miniature meatball subs. Super delicious. Oh, dude. Yeah. So good. 
And uh, the game comes down to we have a chance to win it with a field goal. We just we get a big stop. We get the ball back. We're going to be able to win this game, walk it off. And uh, Blair Walsh just goes wide left. Super sad. Everyone, no one said a word, guys. Everyone just collected their crock pots and just left. Like this, <laughs> this house full of people. Oh, that's the most us- Minnesotan story ever. <laughs> <laughs> Depressed about the Vikings, so they pick up their crock pot and go home. <laughs> yeah, okay, so- we're uh, we're off. <laughs> There was no Minnesota goodbye that 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 time. Everyone just just walked away. Yeah, I've never seen like like when England lose in the Euros or something. Like there's still there's still some things that survive for a couple of days, and then everyone, you know, like you you understand it's going to happen, but you know it happens, and yeah, that's how it goes. In Australia, you know, you never think you're going to make it that far anyway. So right, there's a whole lot of pride and stuff, and then kind of. After a few days, everyone kind of gets point. This was literally the same night. Everyone's in the stores just ripping everything down so no one has to see it the next morning and be reminded, which was also, like, ridiculous because... So Sunday was the Grand Prix, and I've been trying to get Justin into it, and Justin started watching it. But Max Verstappen... Try it out. It's nice. Max Verstappen, who was Dutch, won the Austrian Grand Prix on Sunday. And... A Dutch rider won the stage of the Tour de France, which started on the weekend, and was wearing the yellow jersey for being in the lead. Two very big sporting events, by the way. Two international things that the Dutch won. And then, because they didn't win the Euros, everyone was just super depressed. (laughs) Like, football is clearly just above the other ones. How's France taking it right now? Probably not good. I mean, everyone... everyone, Everyone I sent the picture to of the Dutch, like the king and queen, everyone who was Dutch just responded like, I don't want to talk about it. Or just like sad <laughs> reacts. <laughs> like, I mean, man, uh, France has to be, Fr- France, ha- yeah, France has to be like that super bummed. Cause I mean, that's the guy you want up in that situation, right? To have Mbappe miss the kick. Oh boy. That was, I think that's what I said in the group but chat. I'm like, who's going to be, score? who's going to miss? What's that? Did he even score in the entire Euros? Mm, that's something good to look up. I don't think he did, right? I'll look that up while you keep. Uh, I mean, sorry. I mean, Benzema, Benzema's scored how many goals, right? So it's like somebody, somebody was scoring goals. It just maybe wasn't Mbappe. I don't know. France was one of my teams, and I, I love N'Golo Kante. I love uh, Giroud. Um, Kurt Zuma's on the team, right? So. Three Chelsea players, in, including right Ingolo Conte and Giroud, who are just huge fan favorites. You'd think I would like France more, right? Like I picked them; they were my first pick in our pick'em draft. You'd think I'd like France more, but I think deep down I was a little bit happy that they went out because, yes, I'm excited about our pick'em draft and it's fun and it's fun to talk about on this show. But I want England to win so bad that. The idea that heavyweight like France just got knocked out. Joint favorite. Right. Yeah. Like that only makes it easier for England. And tomorrow, probably when most of you are listening today, when England plays Germany, even though I pick Germany, that that'll be my second pick. I'll have if England wins, if I get what I want, I won't have my first pick or my second pick. And I will my my entire like all my eggs will be in Denmark's basket. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
But with that said, I, I really, I really just want football to come home. So I was kind of happy that France lost. So Benzema scored four times. Griezmann scored once and Pogba scored once. And then Mats Hummels had an own goal, which his kids celebrated, which was great. Okay. So, yeah, didn't actually score Mbappe. Well, we're excited to see the Euros continue. There's some other good games coming up, too. So, July 1st, kind of a pre-Olympic friendly. The U.S. women's national team takes on Mexico Thursday, July 1st. Could be a good one. This Friday, July 2nd, the Copa America knockout stages will get going. That's going to be a good time. And then Saturday, July 3rd, Minnesota United is back hosting San Jose at Allianz Field. Now, for whatever reason, I'm having a little bit of technical difficulties, and I lost the end of the show where Justin, James, and I, we just babbled on about a few more things for a few more minutes. So sorry about that, guys. Until next time, peace out. Pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Peace.